2011 had been a very stressful year for me at work and at home. And on the 8th of September 2011, I went up to London to do some judicial training on the Equality Act. I got home and normally I would be out running along the seafront every night training for the London Marathon. But that night I didn't feel like running along the seafront, which had never happened before. So I asked my 16 year old if she would exercise with me, which she agreed to do. And as we went downstairs to do an exercise DVD, I just felt this whoosh in my head. No pain, just a whoosh. And then as we went to start the DVD, I just touched the side of my head. So Lizzie, I've got a bit of a headache. I don't feel too good. Which point, I collapsed. My daughter died 999. The advantage of living in a city is that in 2011, an ambulance car got to me in less than five minutes. When it arrived, I had a Glasgow coma scale of three. The Glasgow coma scale describes how deeply unconscious you are. It starts at 15 and goes to three. There is no two. I was in the deepest coma before death. But for the fact my daughter had been by my side and but for the fact that there had been an ambulance car around the corner, I would have died within minutes. The paramedic ambulance arrives and takes me to the hospital where I have a CT brain scan. That brain scan shows that I've had a catastrophic subarachnoid brain hemorrhage from a ruptured giant aneurysm. My husband is taken aside and told by the doctor that they can do nothing but treat me conservatively. My only hope is to get a bed at Wessex Neurological in Southampton, but there are no beds. If I don't have immediate brain surgery, I will die. He is told to go home and tell my 16 and 14 year old daughters that mummy will probably be dead by morning, which is what he does. And it is only because miracles do happen. Three hours later, they do find me an intensive care bed and a neurosurgeon. And I get taken to Southampton with a full medical crew, barely alive. I have emergency brain surgery through the night. I have a craniotomy and I have two cerebral aneurysms clipped. But even when I come out of surgery, I still only have a 10% survival chance. And if I do survive, no one has any idea just how much of my brain would have survived. 25% of my brain appeared to be damaged beyond repair. After my brain surgery, I was in a coma for two weeks. I had no degree of consciousness or understanding about what had happened to me. And when I came round, or started to come round, the neurosurgeon did come to visit me and he asked me where I was and I'd worked out where it was a hospital. He asked me if I knew why I was there and I didn't. And then he said, you've had a bleed on the brain. 
and that meant nothing to me, but I touched my head and I knew I had no hair. Then I realised that there was a nine inch cut to my head, which was closed with 52 staples. At that point, I am literally within 24 hours moved from a specialist neurological hospital to my local hospital where I'm put on a respiratory ward. Clearly, they don't know what to do with patients who've had a massive brain injury. And so they did very little at all. When I do come round, no one sits me down and tells me, Elizabeth, you've had a massive stroke. Elizabeth, you are now paralysed. Elizabeth, you have lost 65% of your sight. No one even tried. My cognition has dropped to the floor from being in the top 10% in the country to being lower than in the bottom 30%. But I'm blind, I'm paralysed, I don't understand anything and doubly incontinent and it's like my life has come to an end and I spend day after day in that hospital with no treatment and the only physiotherapy I have is two 15-minute sessions which take place in the corridor outside my room. After 10 days, I do get moved to the specialist stroke unit. But even when I arrive at 8.30 at night, which anyone with a brain injury will tell you, will mean that their fatigue is unbearable. I'm left on a trolley in a corridor for two and a half hours because they don't have a bed. When I do get into my room, it's like being in a room from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, just white walls and signs all around it saying, you're on Priory Ward, you're on Priory Ward. I've been decatheterized to go to this room and I need to go to the toilet as I press my bell. And I press my bell. I press my bell five times and no one comes. So I pull myself out of bed and I pull myself along the corridor using the handrail until I find a toilet. And what I do know then, if I know nothing else, is I just want to go home. I don't want to be there anymore. And the next day I plead that that's what they do. They need the bed. And so within a day, I am discharged home with no practical help, no support, and no one really giving me any insight as to what was going to happen or what the plan would be. And I leave hospital in a wheelchair.